Welcome to the Holistic Healing Connection podcast with your host, holistic practitioner and mentor, Amber Cook. Join Amber and her guests weekly for insight and practical tips to help you succeed on your path to wellness. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com, nurturing business, cultivating health, growing community. Your one-stop holistic health resource, HealingWaze.com. Hi, I'm Amber Cook. I've spent my life practicing and experimenting with holistic and alternative healthcare because I believe it is the real healthcare, the way to well-being. So stick around because your holistic healing connection starts right now. Have you ever been in a really crowded place and feel totally overwhelmed? Or you are in a room with somebody that, even though they're not acting like they're angry or in a bad mood, you can just kind of sense it. Well, that's not your imagination. It's energy overload. And you don't even necessarily have to be a sensitive or empath to feel those things. We all can sense energy. And a lot of times we're doing it without even knowing it. So in this episode, it is all about energy work and the energetic experience. This is a clip from our live, Facebook Live, Ask a Healing Pro series that was hosted by Lynn Del Mastro Thompson. And in this episode, Lynn's chatting with Darcy Malloy, an energy worker, healing channel, and soul evolutionary. Darcy and Lynn chat about managing that energy. They break down meridians, chakras, aura, and other parts of the human energy field that maybe you're not even aware of. And most importantly, they talk about ways to correct and heal them. Darcy explains that energy work is not necessarily woo-woo, although to a lot of people it still really is considered that, but it has a very strong scientific base to it. It really, really does. And as an energy worker myself, I know this to be true. And as somebody that loves receiving energy, I know that it's a very real, very powerful form of, of medicine, basically. So they chat all about that. And then also Lynn gives a really easy to understand explanation of what distance healing is and how it actually works. And it's the first time I've heard it explained like that. And it makes total sense. And I think it'll make sense to you too. So I think you're going to love this episode. Um, there's also some recommended reading that Darcy suggests, and that's listed in the show notes, along with links on how to connect to both Lynn and Darcy in case you want to work with them yourselves. Enjoy. Hey, I'm really excited to have my dear friend Darcy, who's also a colleague, uh, chat with me. And we're going to be talking about all things related to energy and energy healing. So if you have questions about that topic, you feel free to chat them in and we'll do our best to address them. And we're going to just kind of start by ripping a little bit. Um, but Darcy, why don't you just tell us a tiny little bit about your practice before we dive in? So people know well, uh, thanks, Lynn. Um, I'm Darcy Malloy and I am an intuitive coach and healing channel, which means I bring through uh, both energy and information from out there. So uh, I'm trained in that. I'm trained channel and medium. Um, I'm trained in a number of forms of energy work and healing and in life coaching. And I help people, uh, mostly healers, helpers, and change makers to express their soul in uh, the best possible way and thrive in a way that's meaningful for them. Nice. And, yeah. That's awesome. Jam. 
<laughs> cool. I know. And I love your work. I love getting sessions from you. So I can speak personally to how wonderful Darcy's work is. If you feel drawn to her, I definitely would suggest chatting with her. So let's kind of just start with the topic of like, just kind of the broad question, like to you, what is energy work, energy healing, or just what is energy? Wow. That's a big topic. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Topic. <laughs> so I work with the human energy field, which, you know, we think of ourselves in terms of our physical body and we think that's pretty much it ends at the, the end of our skin, right? The edges. But actually, uh, we extend a little bit further out, quite a bit further out, like all the way out. But I work with the, the energy that flows through us. We have a whole energy system that's very similar to how our um, our vascular system works and our organ system. So we have energy organs, uh, you've heard of chakras, and we have uh, energy channels. So you've heard of maybe the acupuncture meridians or uh, in the Eastern uh, system, they talk about the nadis where there's like 72,000 little capillaries that all carry energy throughout the body. And we have our chakras, which transform the energy. And, and then we've got layers to our auric field, our energy field that contain different sort of aspects of our thoughts and feelings and other aspects of ourself. And, and what I do with energy work is we, you know, you can get congestion there. You can get pathologies in the energy system the same way you can get pathologies in the body. In fact, we often talk about the pathology starting in the energy field and then moving into the physical body. So I work with that energy field so then they don't have to manifest themselves as aches and pains and whatnot. Um, that's and a thumbnail. About that kind of like that downward causation, you know, it's like it does right. start in the energy field. And when you heal it from there, it's also more effective than trying to go through the physical body to get to kind of that. Right, right. So I mean, the physical, physical body is energy too. It's just moving slow enough that you can't go through it, but you know, yep. so it's just denser. So things move more slowly and they're more difficult to change once they've come into the, the physical form. So cool. Very interesting stuff. <laughs> so let's let's talk about kind of different types of energy work that people might be familiar with or maybe not kind of a little bit of uh, knowledge about that. So you might think of acupuncture would be one that we were talking about before we came on live. That's a, something a lot more people are familiar with and that's really working those energy meridian channels um, and moving them with using points and, and using needles or pressure sometimes. Mm -hmm. so yeah. What else? So well, that's one form. Um, there's even certain types of massage that are more energetic, like Bowen therapy and, and some others. Um, shiatsu. Yeah, shiatsu. Yeah, that's a good example. And watsu, our own Victor. Um, <laughs> Victor uses watsu to move the energy too as well. Um, and so those are some that kind of bridge both. I know you use energy. You're, the modality you use, body talk, is and got quite a bit of energy work. Right, yeah. yeah, moving different and different systems, you know, all of the, that you mentioned at the beginning, the chakras and work with the meridian systems, you know, all of those different levels of energy and, and ways of seeing energy. Um, mm -hmm. There's like polarity therapy is one type of energy work. Reiki is one that 
is pretty ubiquitous. Everyone kind of knows what has heard of Reiki, even if you don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> yoga, Christina's chatting in. She said yoga too. Oh Definitely. yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Moving your energy. Um, I've recently trained in a style of breath work, which is very much about moving your energy. And, and uh, maybe we'll chat about that a little later because we talked about maybe talking about ways to work with your energy, but we're kind of starting with like, what does energy healing look like? Yeah. Um, sound healing is another yeah. way to affect energy. Yes. Because of frequency, right? Frequency. Mm -hmm energy yeah I mean that's the thing about energy work is that it's it often gets lumped in the woo-woo category but it's it's science I mean it's physical stuff there's a there's only so much we have tools to measure as right. far as we call the energy that's coming kind of out of your body and we call that subtle energy because mm -hmm. uh, it's it's not discernible with the most of the tools we have um, scientifically in physics since we're not able to detect it you can the way you research it is uh, evidentially and, and um, anecdotally you just see what the results are so but um, so what, where was I going with that uh, but it's it's science I mean it's actually right moving particles so um, yeah. yeah you know in body talk we talk about it being very much based on quantum physics mm -hmm. yeah basically science you know so it mm -hmm. is out kind of how how energy moves in that quantum view you know and how things shift and how that relate yeah and then and then bringing it into how that relates to the human experience and not just the human body but the whole human experience because um, it it is highly influenced and human energy is highly influenced by thought and emotion mm -hmm. uh, and which is where you get uh, disruptions in the energy field when feelings are not fully processed or when thoughts are redundant and don't resolve um, that is where you start getting accumulations of debris and blockages in the energy system and where we start having issues in our life and our relationships as well as in the physical um, so it's so just another way to reflect on how thoughts and feelings actually affect the physical our physical experience which is what quantum physics is all about mm -hmm. um, very cool yeah so one of the questions i know i get a lot and i don't know if you get this a lot is like how does it work at a distance because a lot of people will say when they first meet me they want to come lie on the table because it's easier for them to grasp a session working when they're lying on my table versus mm -hmm. doing or even remotely where you're you're not connected in real time but the session is still taking place so do you get that question too yeah oh sure um it's, so what's, it's your, what's your explanation i know i have mine <laughs> um i well i take it back to quantum physics and the notion that time and space is a construct that helps us navigate our experience in um, a human existence in the human body it, it helps us navigate that but it's 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 a construct it's just that and energy is not you know energy is limitless it goes where it and it also follows intention einstein says energy follows thought right, right. so you you think it across the amount okay so sometimes you you will people talk about knowing that the phone is going to ring you know mm -hmm. you can sense someone experience across a continent 
You know, right. you can feel it when there's a national, when there's a uh, natural disaster rather. You know, some people can experience that. That's that, that spacelessness of the energetic experience. It happens um, wherever the intention is. Mm-hmm. And, it, and there's the limitlessness of the connection between one point and the other. Yeah. Well, my my simple explanation is usually if you think of like cell phones, like basically there's a sender and a receiver and it's the same with energy, you know, in order to talk to somebody who may be across the country from you or around the world from you, you can use a phone and obviously, you know, you're not in the same place. So with energy work, it's like, you know, the practitioner is the sender. They're sending that transmission not through the phone, but through that quantum field. And then the person who is receiving the client is kind of set up to it's like, okay, I'm listening through that phone for that signal, basically. And it's the thought or the feeling that makes that connection. Right. You don't necessarily have to have the technology of the phone or the video or anything to make that connection. It's really just the thought or the feeling. Yeah. I mean, I've had powerful experiences. I remember doing a session for somebody when I was just initially trained in body talk and a friend of mine had said um, that she thought she had she had taken a trip somewhere where she had to take an anti-malarial medication mm-hmm. and she forgot one of the days and then she came back home and she was not quite feeling right and she was getting concerned you know did that affect her did she pick something up and I it was just fun for me at that point because I was just practicing on people I wasn't mm-hmm. doing or anything said can I just do a session like can I try this thing that I just learned (laughs) and I didn't even connect in real time with her I think you know she wasn't feeling great so I just did the session offline and she could feel Mm -hmm. like happening and then that night she just like got a small fever her body cleared it and I was like whoa this really does (laughs) does work and I don't even have to be talking to somebody in that moment that's a powerful experience when you're just learning it too. It's like, okay, this stuff is real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I, it was like confirmation, you know, of. of yeah. Work. Yeah. I had a similar experience when I was having surgery and I was teaching Reiki at the time. This was years ago. Um, and I had a couple of students of mine who I had them. I said, okay, I'm going in at this time. I don't want it during it, but like, can you send me before and after and I'll, I'll, and I had taught them how to send it to a specific time and place. And mm-hmm. I, when I had, I was sitting waiting for surgery. The surgery was actually late, and um, they had the IV drip in my arm, but it was just saline. And suddenly, I started feeling like really, really chill. And I was like wound up, scared, freaking out. And I suddenly felt like I had. I'm like, did they put something in the drip line? Yeah, no. <laughs> and like, oh, that's when the what time is it? Yep. That's when the Reiki was coming. That's cool. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that for clients too, who are supposed to have like a surgery and we do a session before, but we set part of it to run like at that time. And sometimes they'll say, you know, like I felt really (laughs) magical is another answer. It's just cool. Hey, this is Amber. Sorry to interrupt, I just wanted to pop in for a few seconds to tell you about some of my favorite people, people with really great energy. My friends and realtors, Shane and Melissa Corsetti, or Team Corsetti. As first time homebuyers, they made the whole experience easy and not scary at all. If you're in the Portland metro area, I highly recommend Team Corsetti. That's C-O-R 
S-E-T-T-I. Find your new home at teamcorsetti.com. I think it's cool to kind of share that even though it seems like energy work is very woo-woo, and I know I get that a lot, you know, oh, you're so woo, you know, it's like, no, it's actually based in, in science. Yeah, yeah. Of all the work I do, I think it's the most uh, sort of real world kind of like explainable scientific stuff that you can wrap your head around. Right. Yeah. I'm sure it's sometimes harder to with like channeling work to, to explain that in a way that doesn't yeah. seem completely woo and out there. <laughs> you got to be able to just go there with that, you know, but but the energy work, yeah, it's, it's, it is scientific. Yes. So I know before we hopped on, we were talking about kind of the idea of energy anatomy and the energy field. Let's talk a little bit more into that. Maybe you can kind of help people understand what that means and and how to work with that, I think is. is oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a big body of work. Um, but <laughs> the human energy field, well, like we said, we've got meridians. Uh, there are uh, 12 or 14, depending on whether you're considering the center ones as as technically meridians. Um, and there are there are seven main chakras that we talk about, which are sort of spinning. They're, for those who can see them with eyes open, um, they look like spinning, multicolored spinning wheels, but with a predominant color inside. And there's seven main ones in the body, one that we're sitting on at the perineum called the root chakra, um, dealing with fight or flight and um, just survival. Uh, the second, the sacral chakra um, is also sometimes referred to as a sexual chakra, which is just um, between the, well, it's about mm, four or five, depending on your hand, four or five finger widths above the, the pubic bone. And mm-hmm. it, it goes through both sides, uh, front and back. And that, um, it has to do with control. It has to do with um, this sexual energy. It has to do with creative energy. Um, chime in if you think of other things on the list. Um, <laughs> moving up to the solar plexus, so kind of the, the middle of the abdomen, you've got the, um, is a, that one's, so the root is usually red, the, the next is orange, it's just the rainbow, the next, so we're looking at yellow here, the solar plexus, which has to do with the will and the self and the identity, um, that also goes front to back. Your heart, heart chakra, which is right in the center of your chest, uh, as opposed to right over your heart, that's generally considered green, although there's like a, a pink layer to it too, and that's for about love and um, sort of a human love, relational love. And you kind of, though there's a little bonus chakra up here, we often call the higher heart, which is kind of a teal, which has to do with more universal, um, unconditional love is the word I'm looking for, not universal. Um, universal, sure. But, um, moving up to the throat chakra, uh, about, you know, speaking about the voice, about, and often about your truth. We see a lot of um, congestion in that chakra, uh, especially with women, Mm -hmm. uh, because the accumulation of having to be silent or having been silenced throughout history, those sort of cultural ideas tend to get lodged in there. So you get a lot of thyroid issues with that one. Um, Thyroid issues, including myself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, It's one I always am working on. the third eye, uh, which is between the brows, and that's an indigo color usually, and has to do with vision and has to do with inner vision. So um, psychic senses and 
um, and in, yeah, just, and also just the site, it, it is um, related to the pineal gland. Um, then we've got our crown chakra, which is usually a, a pale violet, which is our connection to what is the, you know, our higher self and the more cosmic energies and spirituality um, kind of resides in that uh, upper chakra. Now there's lots of other chakras. We've got chakras all over the body, but those are the ones that we work with most often. Right. Um, so, or many different modalities kind of include that. Right. Yeah, that one's sort of sort of the, the basic sketch of it. Um, then we talk about the, the aura, the energy, the human energy field, and that's got multiple, multiple layers. And I'll just talk about a few of them. Um, just right close to the body, either from like an, one to four inches from the body is uh, what in what I have been taught is called the um, etheric body, which mm -hmm. is, is sort of the last defense, the immune system of the energy field. Like if something's in there, it's going to be manifesting in the physical body really closely. Things kind of move through the different layers of the field. And, and if it's in the um, etheric body, it's, it's ready to become an issue mm -hmm. in the physical. Um, moving out, is that what you sort of, your yeah. model makes sense? You know, yeah. Also thinking, well, it's a different mode or different way of seeing it, but kind of the Chinese philosophy of like that Wei Qi layer. Wei Qi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar to that. Um, and then, uh, oh, and I want to point, take a second there. We talk about different modalities. There's different um, systems that see things slightly differently, and mm -hmm. a different way of uh, looking at it. Like the Chinese system uses the meridians. The Japanese system looks at key. You got chi. Uh, Japanese is key, and it has different um, ways of looking at energy organs and, and energy movement. The Eastern system with the seventy-two thousand nadis, and mm -hmm. talking about your um, doshas, and so there's different ways of looking at all this. I'm speaking of a very general, uh, right. Westernized system of how we look at the energy field. There's a couple of really good resources that I'll talk about later for just kind of getting a, a, a broad overview of all the stuff. Um, well, I'll just say right now, so I don't forget, Cindy Dale has an encyclopedia of, of energy, um, which has got all the systems, all the ideas, all the theories just in this. It's really thick, but it's really fun. So then we go to the, the rest of the auric field. So close to the body, you've got the often called the emotional body, which but that bot, the emotional body is actually also the thought body. So the, our human thoughts, so they all kind of um, reside in this layer. You get a lot of congestion and uh, trauma and stuff that gets stuck in this layer. Um, moving out to the, the next, so that's maybe about 10 to 12 inches from the body usually, and it changes. This comes in and out depending on how we're pulling our energy in and out. You know, if you're feeling really like, um, shy or introverted or overwhelmed, your energy field tends to just suck right in. And when you're feeling really happy and expansive, your energy field tends to get much bigger. So when I give you sort of ranges, it's not even necessarily person to person, but it's moment to moment, how big that layer of the field is. Um, moving out from there, you've got your uh, sometimes called the mental body, but it that's more along the lines of the intuitive 
side of the mental body. It's how we access information from outside ourselves or from uh, latent parts of ourselves. Uh, moving out from there is often called the spiritual body and so on and so on. There's, then it gets more and more subtle and I don't have as much education on the subtle layers. We usually, when we're working with healing work, we work with the, these main layers. And then outside the spiritual layer, you're looking at the blueprint template, the etheric template, which is if you can get stuff in that layer, you are good to go. Um, you know, if you can deal with any blockages at that, at that, it's sort of a photo negative of what wants to come in and manifest. Um, so anyway, that's, that's <laughs> general thumbnail of it. Yeah. I think that's a great overview for people who might be a little bit less familiar with, you know, a new place to start because it can feel pretty right. overwhelming with all of these different systems and these terms yeah. you've never heard. <laughs> right, right. So um, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, let's kind of spend um, a little bit of time talking about just ways to kind of work with energy. I want people to have something to walk away with, um, some different little tools and things to play with. Well, what what are some of your go tos? Well, uh, always, and you'll I know you'll be right behind me on this. Always go back to the breath. Yes. Always go back to the breath. Um, yeah. The breath affects our energy field. Breathing is way more than just a way to get oxygen throughout the body and eliminate toxins. Right. It, yeah, it's an energetic technology. Yes. Um, yeah, Lynn, I, I would love to have your feedback on it because Lynn is uh, working with doing breath work now and you know, you've got- it's, it's super powerful way to just move things very, very quickly. I mean, just kind of more speaking from experience of working with it in this way. And I've tried a lot of different breathwork styles and I, I've kind of found a teacher that works in a specific way that for me moves a lot of things. Um, so just moving that breath really moves a lot of emotions, um, can feel a lot of releasing of stuff that we may not even realize is there, like, you, can, you know, oh, I didn't realize that there was some sadness that wanted to come out and you cry and she breathe, or there's some anger. And, you know, I remember in the training, a lot of people kind of like moaning and yelling and, you know, stuff coming out that way. So it's, it's a fast way to really get some stuff emotions moving. And also to feel, start to feel energy moving because when I work with breath, I feel energy move more than in, in other ways. So me a lot down the arms down the heart meridian channel and out yeah the palms through the hands <laughs> i've experienced that breath work and it's crazy the kind of stuff that moves um i i'm uh thinking of the yoga practice the yoga of the breath pranayama which you know you're bringing energy in mm -hmm. and 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 letting out what doesn't you know i well the language i use is breathing in energy letting out what doesn't serve you which it doesn't belong there anymore you know right. um so you can move it when you the breath will move energy throughout the entire system mm -hmm. um, and and like the blood cleansing out uh things that uh you know, blockages and debris and things that don't um right. that don't belong there anymore so the breath is a great way to expand your energy field. And again, like we talked about the thinking about it, feeling about it, if you have an intention to bring in 
energy, healing energy, uh, invigoration, any of those things, and then exhaling intentionally right. what doesn't serve you, what doesn't belong to you. Um, that is a very powerful practice. Um, yes, for sure. The other thing I always like to remind people is to ground themselves. And what that, yeah, and what that literally means is connecting your energy field to that of the earth. Mm -hmm. And you can do that in an airplane. You can do that, you know, going 200 miles an hour in a car. You can always do that. And that's, again, through the intention. And some of the ways I like to, I always do that with the breath. But I like to have people think of breathing through their feet. There are actually two powerful chakras in the feet. Right. Um, but you imagine like using your feet to breathe. Um, you can imagine dropping a cord down from the base of your spine deep into the earth and yes. um, even draw energy up from the earth. So you're connected that way. But really bringing your awareness into your body is very helpful in allowing. And what that grounding does is it allows energy to move all the way through you, just like a lightning rod, rather than getting trapped. And getting, when you get really wound up about something, you need to ground. You're not connected to the earth. And you yes. need to let that all the way through. Yep. Let it move and in the way it's supposed to, not just get accumulated in, in places where there's a block. Yeah. Yeah. Or creating them, you know, just through um, imbalance. Mm -hmm. it's, about, it's about balance. Um, <laughs> again, you can use the breath to imagine your energy field expanding. Mm -hmm. Imagine, you know, you're in a, a bubble of light and with the breath, letting it grow bigger and with the exhalation, letting it go grow brighter. That helps to keep out any unwanted influences. You know how you get in, like some of us who are introverts, I tend to go both ways. I'm sensitive energetically. So if I'm in a big crowd, I'm going to feel really overwhelmed and inundated. Grounding and expanding that energy is going to give you that shielding, that buffer to be in your own space, even when you're amongst many people with their own stuff going on. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of times we, you know, if we're not familiar with that, we just feel overwhelmed. And it's like, ah, crowds, because you're feeling all of the things from everyone around you. Right. Um, empaths especially have that experience all the time. And this is, it's a really beneficial thing to remember. It's, you know, it's essential if you have to be in those situations and it's also fine to take yourself out of those situations. But when you're in them, this is a, a tool you can use. Yes. Um, there's also the idea of you can clear your own energy field. It's always great to go in and have energy work done and really get someone who knows what they're doing to help move things. But on a daily basis, you can just imagine yourself in a waterfall. Imagine any energy that's not yours, anything that you kind of, because anything that um, doesn't get processed all the way moves through you. And a lot of us tend to take on other people's stuff. If you're worried about something that's not yours to worry about, for instance, that can get stuck in your energy field. Um, so those sorts of things. So the idea of clearing that, just imagining rain or a waterfall or a light or a wind or something, just the imagining of blowing that off, rinsing that off, clearing that all off of you, out of you, imagining it go down that that chakra, that uh, crown chakra, because there's a, a channel that runs down the center of you. Imagine it kind of flowing in and rinsing all that out through your pores or out through your feet. Um, that's also a really beneficial way to kind of manage your energy on a daily basis. 
Um, salt baths, baking soda baths are also favorite ways to, to yeah. deal with your energy field. That's really helpful <laughs> and luxurious and all that. Um, yeah. Music, dancing, uh, movement. Right, move your energy, move your body. Because mm -hmm. that, you know, like you need to move your body in order to move. We've got our lymphatic system that can't move, that doesn't move on its own unless we move. The energy system works a lot like that. You know, you've got to move to move the vitality through your system um, and to keep it, um, keep it thriving. You've just listened to Holistic Healing Connection with me, Amber Cook. You can find out more about me and other holistic healers, coaches, and practitioners at healingways.com. That's healing, W-A-Z-E.com, or on most major social media outlets. If you are a holistic professional and would like to be a guest on this podcast, please go to healingways.com to join. If you have been helped by holistic or alternative medicine, I'd love to help you share your story on this podcast to help inspire others please email us at info at healingways.com with the title podcast guest. And don't forget to come back every week for more holistic fun. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.